COVID vaccinations for no longer neutral. Black Lives Matter, whether it's a hash. Can't take it no longer. It's minority children that are suffering the most. Begin to have real conversations. No, no longer, longer neutral. neutral. The rule is, if you're a Lakers fan, you can never, ever root for Boston. And I understand that, but this year I am, only because of Jason Tatum. Oh, yeah, he's a good kid. So, hey, everybody. I, I know that you see that we are We have already here, gotten started. <laughs> and we are talking about the playoffs. Yes, yes, yes. So, Michael is the one who thinks that he's the big fan now, and that Ayana and me, I don't really know as much about it. Come on, come on. <laughs> let me clear the way because, Ayana, what did you just say? I said if you are a traditional, true Laker fan, and I go back with – you know, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was the greatest athlete ever in the whole white world, right. in my mm-hmm. opinion. Right. So if you were part of that Kareem Magic Dynasty, Bob McAdoo, Coop, Silk Wilkes, then you could never, ever, ever be a Boston Celtics fan. And normally that would be true. I have been a Laker fan my entire existence of 58 years. And this year, I am going for Boston in the playoffs. Yeah, y'all heard me. Until so don't be throwing no tomatoes. Don't be throwing nothing over here. Until they play the West. Champion no, no, even if the they ho- play the West. So you're going yeah. the whole way. Yeah, the whole way I'm so rooting for Boston. I, you know and what? normally I hate Boston, but I'm just telling you why. I think that Boston this year, they're due because of the couple of players. I'm a, I'm, a, You know, when I like certain players, it's hard not to root for that team. So, so he's not so a real Jason fan. Tatum yes, and that's right. He's they a kind of whoever's in Yeah, I'm going to jump on the bandwagon this time. Mm. I'm going to jump well, on I it. I hear that. I hear that from a lot of guys that say, oh, I don't really have a team. I like certain players. There but, you go. But who does? You can't do that. No. You can't do that. No. No, come on. You're a Bruin. Okay, so let me say this. Would you ever, ever, ever go for the Trojans because they had some great players? Never. See? so Ever so, in my so life. How does that, so how does it play feeling. into this okay, now? It's a whole just different feeling. How is it different? Okay. Well, it's different. Imagine, imagine, tell me your favorite sport. Basketball. Okay. Outside and of swimming, but basketball. Outside of swimming. And let's say you have this one favorite player mm-hmm. or a couple of players. And none of your teams have made it. The Lakers aren't in. None of your teams are in. And you're not as, you know, you didn't go to the Lakers. Like, for instance, I went to UCLA. So that's why I'm so anti-USC. Mm. You know what I'm saying? The difference for me is college and pro, and now I'm looking at the athletes. And I really am rooting for a couple of guys because these couple of guys have never won. So you ever. root for them if they go to to another I'm rooting team. for them because nobody else is in there that so I like. So here's my position. So yeah. even with Colin Kaepernick, <laughs> you know, everyone knows I'm a 49er fan since, like, 83, Ronnie Lott. But – when they the when the whole Kaepernick case came out, it kind of left me. Uh, the 49ers came in bitter taste in my mouth. The ban- the management, the whole organization, the franchise. So I did not support football totally. I separated from the 49ers, but I never rooted for another team. <laughs> right, right. You just right. don't do that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. so you know, in my house, we were we watched the um, Celtics and the Heat. And we just said, you know, it doesn't really matter who wins because we don't care about them. Right. But my we are my husband is watching right now. I'm here with you guys, but he is watching tonight's game with the Warriors. Yeah. And yeah. for me, first is going to be Lakers, second is going to be Clippers, and last is going to be the Warriors. See, West, like, Coast. See, like West, West Coast, West Coast, California, right. all the way. There's no jumping, the see, there's especially not one to go to the on, east. There's not one. Right. <laughs> Steph Curry's the bomb, but it's not one player on 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 that team that I actually think is good. I like they're great, but I mean that I like. Let me put it that way. 
I don't really enjoy the, mm, mm, mm. the Golden State Warriors at all. You know why? Because, you know, we talked before about, you know, the Zodiac sign and that whole Leo mm. thing. They play as a team. They're not individualized ah. people. Are we saying that Leo I, I'm, just, I'm just saying oh, that you might want to think about that. Okay. <laughs> that's pretty good. You might want to think about that they are your... playing as a team. I disagree because oh, Leos are one. team players. We're just I don't leaders. Know. Right? I don't we know. can't help that we're leaders. I know many Leos. I don't know. We right. are they not jump going ship to take just like the you did. <laughs> of all of the other failures of the other signs. It's not our fault. Oh my! Oh my! It's not our fault. Okay, you know I'm How the first. I lead you guys. I'm Aries. I'm the first. I start this whole zodiac off now. Aries, what's your birthday again? Aries, um, April fifteenth. That's right, like my mama. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yes, I started off now. So who is going to win the? No, no, no. Because we know that. No, no, no. We know that the Warriors back. are going to be in it. That's Go fine, but I'm, I'm offended now with the with it's the signs. Go to say, oh, <laughs> so see, that's a Leo. You got a Leo. I can I get off. Should we still start signing in? You can't do a Taurus. Taurus. Stubborn. Grounded. Blunt. Grounded. Direct. That grounded. wasn't blunt. I just, you know, I put out there the truth. You basically said I would steal the ball and run and take it in the house. Absolutely. And not play with the rest Absolutely. Of the kids. <laughs> That's the way I That's see it. That's basically the whole game. We are taking coach, our bikes in the house. It. We don't want to play. He would coach the it. game and play the game. Exactly. Right. And listen, referee. But listen, guys, I'm really glad we started out with that because that is what's going on currently. And that adds us a little bit of joy. It takes us yeah. away from sort of the bad things that happen in the world. Absolutely. With the news. And, you know, today was just once again another just stain on our whole society and on human beings in general. So, um, you know, let's talk about the shooting. I know we have to get into it. It's a downer. Um, it's sad that we even have to go there, but I'm right. just exhausted with guns. Yeah, it's it's one of those things that every time something happens, you're like, okay, when are we going to really do something about, you know, the situation with guns? I don't believe that banning certain things necessarily make it go away. Mm -hmm. um, Talking about the assault rifles? Right. Yeah. Right. Which is the biggest sort of proponent right now mm -hmm. on the law books. Right. That they've really been close to doing at least that. Yes. Um, I don't know, but it just feels like there's just no regard for, you know, I mean, today's was an elementary school, right. 18 little ones. You know, when you think about that just in and of itself, especially because we primarily have worked with, you know, the younger students in the educational right, system. Right. And, you know, so it, let me ask you a question. Does your heart and your mind sort of go to the event or do you go to as a professional? What what would you do in situations like that? Mm -hmm. Both happen mm -hmm. for me. Like mm -hmm. I go to what if this happened and I right. was actually, mm -hmm. you yeah. know, on guard when I, and on my professional assignment mm -hmm. as, a, as a principal. And we know, have to think that way. You have to right. think quick. We have to think we that way. We have to think that way mm -hmm. that that could happen at any one of our schools. Mm -hmm. I mean, right. How will mm -hmm. we handle it? Of course, there's emergency procedures right. that we're all drilled about. But yes. beyond that, you know. Yes, yes, yes. And I will say, I, I, you know, unfortunately, I do have an experience where a family, the um, father and mother, something specific happened to them and with their jobs. And they ended up, I'm not going to go through the whole story, but uh -huh. ended up, you know, killing their children. Mm -hmm. And the children were students at our school. Mm -hmm. And the reason I bring this up is because you asked, well, what would you do? Mm. 
And I just remember that I went into that whole mode of taking care of the people, yes. taking care of the children. Yes. You know, the, we had reporters at the school site because they knew that um, the children, you know, had gone to the school. And I was asked to speak, you know, to the reporters about this incident. Wow. and. Um, I just, you know, and I talked about how um, wonderful the students were and the good things I remembered about the parents because they were active. But I'll never forget about a week and a half after that incident happened, my supervisor came by the school and she said, I just came to see how things are going. And I said, you know, I did my whole thing, right? As the principal, everything's going okay, you know. Uh-huh. We're we're you know moving Got it under and control. right. And then she said, no, I want to ask you, how are you doing? Yes, absolutely. And yes. I that was the first time that I broke down. Yes. Yes. And she was like, come on, let's go in the office, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. But you don't realize that you take on, you know, so much to make sure that everybody else is okay, okay. especially when it comes to the little ones, yeah. right? Um. So it's it's a difficult thing, and I was, you know, not the parent or that had to try to explain to their children, you know, what was going on with their classmates and things like that. So don't it's you, a very difficult thing. Don't you find educators to sort of be in that pocket of taking care of everyone, and I'm not just talking about at school sites. It's sort of that... Nurturing. Yeah, we have a nurturing behavior. spirit, behavior. Mm-hmm. We want to make sure everyone's okay. So mm-hmm. it's sort of we transfer that mm-hmm. yes. over into our professional lives, and also we transfer it back into our personal lives. And so, um, which, uh, are you it guys gun owners? It could be overbearing for Are some. you guys gun owners? I, I am. You're a gun, licensed gun owner. I'm a licensed gun yeah, owner. Yeah, me too. And I believe in the right to bear arms. I used to not believe in it. Mm-hmm. I wanted every gun to go away in the country. I mm-hmm. just wanted it to sort of see be like Europe, mm-hmm. where they actually had a free, I think it was 20-day period, where um, Sweden and some of the countries in mm-hmm. Europe actually had days where they had a whole countrywide effort to turn in guns. And now they're number one and number two as far as being the least mm-hmm. amount of crime in their countries. And mm-hmm. I'm wondering, that may not work or work in America. We've never tried it. But... You know, being from the military as well, I know how to shoot a gun. I know how to use a gun. Um, But I'm worried that now that guns are so pervasive and now it feels like we've jumped since the pandemic from a country that was trying to defend ourselves. I'm talking about individual citizens. Mm -hmm. And now it feels like we've moved into, you say the wrong thing to me, I'm shooting you. Yeah, but I don't know if it's the guns. Mm -hmm. I just really feel like it's the uh, climate, the culture, Mm -hmm. you know, the um, in. The intentions with people, and we we just aren't dealing with uh, racism. Yep. We're not dealing with mental health. We're mm-hmm. not dealing with uh, bullying. Um, we're it's so many it's so many issues and concerns that we're not treating. Um, I think that we see it like when the attack on churches, the yep. attack on schools, the places where people are most vulnerable. Yeah, uh, it, it's it's something that we need to really as a community leaders jump in front of we can't mm-hmm. continue to dismiss the, or deny that it is happening right right mm-hmm. right, right. how do we do that as a country when you have an entire sect of people who want guns and i mean want guns in every single hand in america and refuse to have any laws that sort of take out of the hands those very serious weapons like you know the um the what is the biggest weapon they're trying to ban it was the automatic semi-rifle or something. Mm-hmm. You know, those kind of, why, why are you buying that kind of weapon, And you know what I mean, if you're defending yourself? I don't, I, 
I mean, and why is it being like, sold really to just the common? I don't want to say common man, but you know, who ne- who really needs that and at that level, right? And then if you are going to sell it, you know, what are the what are the real big hoops that people should maybe go through? Like to be, you know, I don't know. I think it's preference. Like you know, it could be a. A hobby for some, right, like collectors' items. I know, but I mean, just like you, you know, do you really need guests or do you want Gucci? It's, it's, it's <laughs> you know, it's just what it is. You, you know what I mean? Two? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, some people, you know, like Coach, and some people like Cartier. So I think that that's still not addressing the real issues. And I believe now times have changed where you know we're talking about defunding school police yeah. or the police. Is that a great idea? As we see. You know, this this is happening in our schools and churches. Do we need to have security, armed security at church? I think that we need to probably look at the society that we're living in and and catch up to what's what's really happening, thinking differently. So yeah, when we and I f- think that's where I'm coming from, and I have a very probably out of the box opinion about this. I mean, I, I'm just being honest. I don't. I am a gun owner. Um, I um, a licensed carrier and so forth. But if they actually said we're all turning the men, I'd turn it in in a second. Mm-hmm. And the reason I'm saying that is because I no longer am have an appetite for those folks who say, well, this is a part of our tradition. We've been hunting for years. And, you know, well, you know, you could have said that during slavery. We've owned slaves for years. Mm-hmm. So why change? Mm-hmm. The world needs to change and move forward. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm, I'm, there's a lot of traditions and practical things that we all have to give up, you know, within families and within Society, we can no longer do the th- certain things that now That's are being proven that they hurt people. That's a good so point. So when right. we come up with something, you know, the world moves forward, and as we move mm-hmm. forward, I feel like there are some who want to hold on to these old traditions that are tied to mm-hmm. actually hurting people. I know you're hunting animals, but those same guns were the same guns that probably were used for some other reason. Mm-hmm. Right, and I'm right, talking about right. the South mm-hmm. predominantly. Yes. Something came to me when I heard all that went on, and I think it ties into what Ayana mentioned in terms of mental health. There was something that's, that I thought of in terms of the young man who shot everyone. Uh-huh. There was a thought that I had that where I said, I wonder what drove him to that. Mm-hmm. And then I said, I wonder if he had like a really bad experience at that particular elementary school that made him feel like he needed to go back there and deal with the people who made him feel a certain way. And the reason I say that is because I know that there are things that happen at schools, you know, if we're just going to be honest, that don't always um, blend itself or lend itself to having uh, where students come away feeling good about right. themselves. Right. No remedy, no resolve. Right. Mm-hmm. And there are some mm-hmm. things that, that people do, mm-hmm. teachers do, yard supervisors do, do yes. to kids yes. that is not positive. Yep. True. Demeaning. Absolutely. 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 Mm-hmm. You know, culturally racist, sexist, just on and on and on. Right. And I won't even get into some of the things I've seen. But, you know, how do we also change that narrative? Right. You know, I know that school sites, you know, we we put into place or districts put into place things about equity. But how do you, we were just having this conversation at work. How do you make sure that people implement those strategies, though? You can train people all day long. 
But what happens when they are still behaving in a way the that det- is mm-hmm. a detriment to students mm-hmm. and kids, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. What do we really do with them? I'm not a union basher, mm-hmm. but the union protects a lot of that Absolutely. stuff. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right? Yes. They, when do we really give kids their rights back in terms of, you know, being able to stand for themselves when things are not going well, right? Yeah. To be able to speak out when I'm feeling humiliated by, right. Right. you know, all of those kinds of I things. Think it goes back to what you just said about it and what Ayanna just said about being accountable. There needs to be a sort of an accountability even at schools. Mm-hmm. And I don't think the principal alone can do it. It needs to be a system of assessment sure. and reflection sure. and evaluation that holds them accountable. My best assessment that I've ever used is when teachers assess themselves. Mm-hmm. I think it's the best effective method. And that is provided that you have teachers that really want to do great. Right. Because they also are living their own lives and they've got their mm-hmm. own frustrations. And maybe right. they didn't come to work with a great attitude that day. But I'm hoping, and that's why choosing the best people, you know, for performance is really important. But I had another question as you were talking, because I like um, sort of your question to us around what made that young, what, fifth grader? No, he was. Sixth grader. I think he was 18. 18. 18, of the young man who um, uh who actually went into the Mm -hmm. school and so forth. And I was wondering if that, if it's just about how he was treated, then I'm wondering why did he kill his grandmother? Oh, I didn't hear that part of it. Didn't he kill his grandmother? Yeah. She might. Okay. Maybe. I mean, you know. She didn't have to be um, the nicest either. That's I'm just true. saying, that's right? I, mean, I don't know, know for you, sure. We think about family yeah. members, maybe our, he was our own upset. family yeah. members who have been maybe Absolutely. not so nice or abusive. Or, Are you saying you want to pull a gun? I'm sorry. No, I wouldn't. Well, <laughs> you know, joking. I wouldn't. I, I can't say that one. But, you know. Uh, not in that way, but yes. I just know that, you know, you have certain skill sets that you've developed and, you know, um, mm-hmm. I go, I do therapy, I do meditation, right. exercise, like uh, you have to do a lot of work to stay balanced. Absolutely. Yes. So if you're an imbalanced person, right. you know, you don't have any reason or rationale, you just have, and, and especially if you're not afraid of consequences. Right. If you gotten to the point where I just don't care what happens to me and, and mm-hmm. maybe, yes, I'm going to go kill somebody and I know the police will kill me. So because that's my way out, too. So we're in, maybe dealing with some people that are not mentally well nor physically healthy. Right. Yeah, And you I know? know that we always find out the reasoning behind a shooting right. like this later. Mm-hmm. which goes back to the grocery store shooting. You know, what made that person right. oh, that go directly horrible. in and just start shooting black folks? Right. You know, yeah. that sounds like a whole lot of conditioning. Yeah. Oh, yes. A whole lot yes. of messages yes. that went on in his brain from people yeah. who basically did not like African-Americans. You know, and, you know, it's just weird how you look at two events so close together. Right. And the mental health comes back to both situations. As far yes. as where were these young men, what were they thinking? What made their decision? You know what, what, what was going on in their brain? Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I saw um, something on Instagram recently that talked of, or they were, you know, basically saying, you know, what is it that just makes people not like black people just because they're black? Like, just at the core, you know, it's like we're people. And what is it that just makes you say, you know what, you are black oh, and wow. I'm just not going to be, I mean, you know, kind to you or whatever. Or I see you in this, you know, negative way. Oh, and that really deep. resonated <laughs> with me, you know, because it was like, you know, it's been so many years, hundreds of years that for some people it's just generationally continued. Accepted. 
Right. But they're right. part of the whole victimization of the racist institution also because they bought into, they drank that Kool-Aid also. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's just Tell so. Me what you mean by that? Well, you know, uh, you know, we have to understand our own victimization, right? We know what, what has happened for us. Correct. But at the same time, they're a victim of the same lies and bamboozling and about them being superior yeah okay, gotcha. so they're oh, part of gotcha. the, they're part of the lies too gotcha. you know what i mean gotcha. so, but here's the difference and, but see, no I think yeah a they difference. reap the benefits from there it yeah no i got that yeah, okay. i got that but yeah. at the same time they're still insane also correct and blaming it on some some other right. entity mm-hmm. outside mm-hmm. of themselves right. yeah right. i agree that conditioning piece really is huge and it's even more huge as i think about what we do because i think that the answer no matter the generational happenstance that keeps occurring every 20, 30, mm-hmm. 50, 100 years keeps happening is the way it's being taught. Yes. You know, we have the benefit of working with children at the most earliest of infancy stages. Yes. And I feel like we missed the mark. You know, the bottom line is children learn this. I remember the little commercial that I kept seeing on TikTok when I was, uh, we were in the pandemic. I, mean, I know you guys have all seen it. The two little kids that just got out of the pandemic and they run up to each other on the street. Two little kids, and it's just like, Michael, Michael, where you been? I've been in the house. You know, that kind of thing. I just think that that's such a joy because mm-hmm. those two kids, one was black and I think one was a little white kid, they just ran, they didn't see color. Right. They don't know anything about that. They just, you know, and we introduce, you know, color in a way and, 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 and race in a way that is problematic for children, particularly when we don't push forward the narrative that everyone is special and that everyone is beautiful. And instead, we allow that teaching in the home. And I've said this over and over on this podcast. The thing that will change is when you start seeing people speak up. Mm-hmm. And I mean speak up to their own kind. Oh, For yeah. me to correct oh, yeah. a white person is very different than a white person to correct a white person. Right. Mm-hmm. Very different. You know, um, Don Lemon on CNN last night had a wonderful segment where he showed this, this clip of this Uber driver and the Uber driver, there was a couple that was getting in the car, white Uber driver. Mm -hmm. And there was a white couple, older white couple. Don't really know the nationality as they were getting in the white woman, maybe in her fifties or sixties said to the 30 year old white is not old, but anyway, (laughs) I'm I'm just saying (laughs) I got you a little older. older So, um, (laughs) um, the, the incident happened where the, woman shouted as she was getting into the car oh you're white oh okay and then comfortably got in and Mm. and before she could actually get in all the way to her seat the uber driver called her on it and said hey what what do you mean i'm white get out of my car i'm not even allowing you to ride and the man became upset her husband and said what are you talking about and he was like no because what you just did was racist and she didn't see it she didn't see it at, at all at first until he brought her attention to it and it's those kind of coded subtle right words that people use mm-hmm. and microaggressions to get you know their little feelings out right 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 wow and it's just so you know prevalent what do we do we're always asking ourselves what do we do and i know that you know we're working towards you know but my hope is that before i leave this earth that i really would mm-hmm. see you know people really working together just because it's it's good to work together, you yeah, know? Yeah. <sighs> I just want love back. Yes. I want love in the equation mm-hmm. of yes. the way people treat each other. Because yeah. I think without love, and a basis of love, I'm wondering how people are actually parenting mm-hmm. 
Like, who parents that way and teaches their kids to hate a whole other group of people? A parent that was taught it. A parent that was taught mm-hmm. it. And you know, at the end of the day, you cannot love anybody else until you love yourself first. Mm-hmm. That's true. So there's a lot of self-love that needs to take place right. as well. Right. You know, and looking without at Without having to hate someone else. And looking at possibly, you know, the way in which things had occurred um, with certain races doing better. And I just feel like whenever there's improvements, you know, let's say, for instance, you know, um, we've made improvements, and I'm talking about the black race as far as from the beginning of now slavery ending. Those contributions, those successes, those achievements, I believe are the reason why white people who fail in their own lives mm-hmm. look at those situations and, and then feel victimized. Like, that's where that whole concept of you're taking my job. Right, or, right, right. You know? There are some people out there who think that possibly bringing back segregation would be an answer to that. Really? What do you think? Okay. All right. So I guess. (laughs) (laughs) I don't. I'm not a proponent of that. I think we're too far in. I think that if we were here maybe the first 30 years after they freed us, um, and I'm talking about, you know, obviously, well, Ayana, I think you have Homogenous countries, homogenous nations don't have the same issues that we have. Right, but that's because they have a homogenous race. They already are made up of just one kind. Most of them. Homogenous don't mean just race. That means like religion. Correct. Race, ethnicity. Right. It means one thing. What countries? They don't have the problems. What countries are those? Um, a lot of Nordic countries. Right, I like spent the time there personally. Ain't no black so. folks in Nordic. Ain't no black folks over there. They're, they're, so you, I mean, there are there are black respects. people there. Yeah, we are everywhere. But believe we don't me. hear about them getting shot up. We don't hear about the schools. Because there's a not an, enough of them to make any 98% noise. Ninety-eight percent to like one or two percent of us. If you look Maybe. at a different uh, a different set, uh, I like the the comparison though. If you look at England, for example, England would be a better example of what I could point to and say, oh. That's a European country that's not dealing with we this, but do they some are. Research on this. They're just as racist back as we are. They are over here. Yeah, let's come back to this topic. We should do some research and data first, and that's perfect because we only have about one more minute for today's segment. So that's hot. Uh, that's hot, we Sean. will like bring this up. back. We will bring it back because yes, um, yes. this is good information. Absolutely. Well, thank you for tuning in to No Longer Neutral. Please don't forget to follow, subscribe, and rate our show wherever you listen to podcasts. Girl.